welcome back to Happy and Healthy. It is your host, Ginny Namapola, but you probably hopefully know that by now. At least I think you do. Um, but happy Tuesday, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is June 1st when I'm filming this, and I'm like, oh my gosh. We're like halfway into the year, and I am low-key terrified. <laughs> Where did the time go? But I know we all say that, but seriously, I'm like, oh my gosh. Literally like. Where did the time go? Anyway, so it is the day after Memorial Day weekend. I'm filming this. I just came back from Austin, had an awesome weekend, um, but I'm honestly very tired and very behind on life. Um, so the long weekend definitely got the best of me, but had a great weekend in Austin, great weekend with friends. I hope you guys had a good weekend as well. And we are back for another episode of Happy and Healthy. Um, I'm really excited for today's episode just because I believe that this is hopefully going to help a lot of people. Um, at least that's my prayer that it's going to help some people. Um, I just feel like the topic today of talking about being unsatisfied is really something that a lot of us struggle with. I know I've struggled with that. I know most of people struggle with that from social media and it is just being discontent where you are in life. You're wanting something more or, um, seeing something that someone else has and wanting more and just being like, dang, like, why don't I have that? Or, just dealing with like, I want more out of life. How do I get that? And so I'm bringing on a special guest today. Her name's Alessa. No, that is not her name. I'm very sorry. (laughs) Bringing on a guest, Alyssa Beth Key. And her and her husband live in Hawaii. Her husband is Jeff Beth Key, which maybe you've heard of him as well. Both awesome, awesome people. And so I'm bringing her on today just to talk about what does it mean to like find satisfaction in life through God? Um, and I just feel like this is something that, you know, whether you're struggling with within your job or relationship or singleness or identity or body issues or whatever, um, that hopefully this podcast will help you guys out today. And so I hope you guys enjoy today's guest, this today's episode. Um, and I know I did. So <laughs> thank you guys for listening. And again, I will see you guys next Tuesday. So let's go ahead and bring on our guest, Alyssa Bethke. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I'm so excited for today's episode and for our special, special guest. If you are watching the YouTube video of this, then you already know who this is. <laughs> welcome, Alyssa, to Happy and Healthy. How are you today? Good. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited about our conversation today. Oh, me too. Me too. I've obviously known who you are for a very long time. I've known who your husband is. But maybe for people that don't know who you are, would you please give an introduction on yourself? Sure. So my husband, Jeff Bethke, and I, we live in Maui. We have three kids, seven, five, and two. They, um, Two of them just had birthdays, so I'm like trying to get their new numbers right. But we, um, we've been married for almost nine years now, and we get to do just anything and everything we can to be creative online to um, share about Jesus. So we write books. We have a YouTube channel. We have a Yippie show. We um, have a podcast. We just get to do anything to share about the love of God and just how he is um, savior and relevant for us today in the culture we live in and how he meets us here. So we're really excited that we get to do that and we um, love living in Maui. So that's kind of fun too. I love that. Heck, I would love living in Maui as well. (laughs) It always looks like y'all are up to like something fun or a new project and like you're flipping a house right now, which looks amazing like I was like wow like that they're living their best lives and their dreams so (laughs) I love to see that for y'all 
And I just love like y'all's relationship. Like I've, I think I stumbled across you and your husband a while ago. I think you guys did like a relationship video and that really gave me some hope. And I think you guys talked about just like purity and like your story of how y'all met. And that really just kind of was like, gave me hope. I was like, okay, Janine, you can do this. Don't settle. Just wait for the right man. And it's so beautiful to see how you guys have such like a God ordained relationship and your kids are adorable and they surf. And I'm like, literally y'all are like my future dreams. <laughs> so I'm glad that someone gets to live the awesome life for the rest of us. <laughs> so Alyssa just wrote a book called Satisfied. Um, do you want to tell them a little bit more about your book? Cause that's kind of what we want to talk about today is I feel like within this generation, there are a lot of people that are very unsatisfied with their life, whether that's how much money they make, a relationship, they're single, or maybe they're in a relationship and they're still unsingle or they don't like where they live. Or, I mean, you name it, there's a lot of people walking around feeling unfulfilled or unsatisfied or discontent. And so you wrote this book called Satisfied. Would you just mind telling us a little bit about it, the title, when it comes out so my listeners can check it out? Sure. So yeah, the book comes out June 15th. Um, you can buy it anywhere books are sold. But it's a coffee table book, so it has recipes in it and pictures. But it's both mostly just essays on how um, the Lord really met me in my season and how he really satisfies me and can satisfy us. And it's broken down into three parts, how God satisfies us, how we can be satisfied in who we are, like our identities, our bodies. Um, and then we can be satisfied in our seasons of life, our roles, you know, singleness, married, children, all of those things. And it really started with, um, I think it's so true that, you know, our culture and us as humans can live really unsatisfied. And I think that's partly how it was meant to be because we are living in a fallen world. We're fallen humans. And so um, we're not going to fully be satisfied until the new kingdom has fully come, the new heavens and the new earth, and when we're fully in the presence of Jesus. And so part of it, I think the wrestle of the longings unfulfilled and finding satisfaction is a gift from the Lord because it draws us to him because really um, he alone is what truly, truly satisfies us. But then in the wrestle and the tension, how do we meet with him and how do we live this life where it's the not yet? And so I felt like it started where, kind of like what you were saying, here I was in my 30s and I had two kids and one in my tummy and a husband and we lived in Hawaii and I felt like I had so many things that the Lord um, had been really faithful to me in and answered prayers. And you would think from the outside that it was like this perfect life, but it's not at all. It's never what it seems. And it just felt like I still at the end of the day felt dissatisfied, discontent, um, struggling to have hope and just like turning to a lot of things to try to find satisfaction, whether it was shopping or Instagram or just, you know, numbing out like those kind of things um, that seem really small and insignificant. But I could tell in my heart like, oh, this is not what the Lord has for me. And so it really started off as a journey where the Lord was like, OK, Lisa, I want to just take you into this secret place and really meet with you here and remind you of your first love and how I and my love are what truly satisfies and being in my presence. And so the first, I, I had to rewrite the book, so I wrote it twice. So the first time I wrote it, it was almost oh, wow. like journal entries of just me being in the process of finding satisfaction in the Lord. And it ended up being one of the hardest years Jeff and I have had, not in our marriage, but just in life, like hard conversations, really hard trials really hard decisions. And it just felt like we were climbing this mountain 
with no breaks and almost like you're like cliff climbing, you know, like just, I'm so exhausted. Life feels so hard and hitting also the season of my life where we have little kids and it just felt like the newness or fun things to look forward to didn't seem to be there anymore. It just kind of felt like mundane and um, I was just tired and exhausted of constantly sacrificing and giving and, um, and how the Lord really took me aside and met me there and showed me that his presence is what sustains me and not only sustains me, but gives me true hope and um, peace. You know, the subtitle of the book is finding true hope and joy and contentment right where you are. And I think and it's so easy, especially with social media, um, to look at the little screens and see people's lives and wish yeah. that we were them or um, wish that we were there. Or especially if you're in a hard season to be like, oh, like I wish that I was could have that. And um My hope with the book was to just show you guys kind of the behind the scenes of what really goes behind the pictures and how the Lord um, is so faithful to us. And I love Elizabeth Elliot's quote. I've been clinging to this a lot lately. She says, joy is not the absence of trouble, but it's the presence of God. And so just even in the midst of trouble, which we will find because the Lord said, like in this world, you will find trials and trouble. But even in the midst of that, we can have true joy because we can be present with the Lord and he meets with us. And I feel like in our weakness and in our dissatisfaction and in our longings unfulfilled, those are what draw us into the arms of God, where we feel weak and we feel needy and we feel hopeless sometimes. And he wants to meet us there and to um, commune with us. And so I feel like that's such a gift. So that's kind of what the book is about, just my journey and how he wants to meet with each one of you um, wherever you are, whether it is a season of difficulty or just feeling mundane or like you're stuck and how his presence really does fill us with joy. Wow, that's awesome. And I think there's so many different things that you touched upon in there that I'm like, dang, that was good. But I think, yeah, a lot of our generation perhaps is like, okay, I'm I'm unsatisfied. I'm unsatisfied. How do I fix this? Right. And so they'll just like run to something that will instantly try to, you know, fill that void. Um, but it's interesting because like I didn't actually really think of it that way. Like being unsatisfied is almost good because it shows you that there's a deep need and a deep longing for something greater than yourself. Mm-hmm. And even if you run to the quick thing, the quick fill, the shopping, like you were saying, or food or a boy or whatever, like that was never meant to satisfy your soul the way that Jesus mm-hmm. does. And so it's it's almost good that when you do get dissatisfied or you do get kind of far away, you're like, wait a second, like something's off here. And that's God kind of being like, yeah, like, hello, I'm here. Like, that's me. Like, I'm the one that's supposed to satisfy you. I'm the one that's supposed to like, you know, fill that hole that you're trying to put something else in there with. And so I never really kind of thought about being unsatisfied as almost like a gift because you know how people always say like the lows of the life are like what make you appreciate the highs. It's almost kind of like that. And the thing is too, like being unsatisfied is kind of okay because again, like those things were never meant to be your sustaining joy and hope and peace. And that was what God was meant to do. And so I just even love the title of your book, like finding, you said, finding joy, hope and contentment, right? Is that what it is? right where you are. Cause so many people are struggling with that. And so like, what would you say to people that like right now they're like, okay, that's me. Like the title of the book 
that's me. Like I am not happy. I'm unsatisfied. I don't like my life. Maybe I don't know God that well. Like what would be your advice to those people? Sure. Well, I think the first thing is um, you're not alone in it. And I think if you are a young single girl, um, college, high school, or if you are more in my category in your 30s and a young mom or older, um, that's a reality. And that's something that we're going to feel um, in this life. And so I think there's there's hope in the fact that you're not alone. <laughs> and then there's hope too. That, and I think we have to be careful, like what you were saying, we live in a self-help culture right now, where it's just like, what's the, what's the tweet that'll really encourage me today? What's the book that I can read that I can change my life around in five easy steps? And I don't think that's what the Lord wants for us. I think one thing um, that I've really been learning lately, even after writing the book, is just that the journey and the process is a gift. Like, you know, I, um, you know, I'm a homeschooling mom. And so I remember one of the the ladies I follow, she was even saying like, when you read a book with your child in homeschooling or not just with your kids or just in general, if you're a reader, like the joy of reading is not when you finish the book and can check it off your list. It's the actual process of reading it. And so just to enjoy that slowness of reading. And I think in life too, like to step into the process. And one thing that my counselors really taught me is that um, when you feel things or when things are hard or um, whatever it may be to not have a condemning voice of like, oh, like, why do I feel this? Or, you know, but have a curious voice like, oh, okay, why am I feeling this? Like, why do I feel empty in this area right now? Or even if you are like really healthy and you have healthy friendships and a healthy marriage and there's still moments where people will let you down or you feel dissatisfied or like, oh, that friend didn't meet me there where I needed to be or my husband didn't fulfill that longing like I hoped. And um, just being curious, like, why not? Like, why why do I still feel hungry inside? Or why do I feel lonely? Or why in a curious way? And then letting the Lord speak to you in that. And I think um, sometimes it can be hard because we feel like we have to come to the Lord with these answers or to be at a certain level or have ourselves put together in some way instead of just coming as ourselves. And like in this moment, yeah. right now, like this moment right now where you're thinking and you're having the thought, like, oh, like I feel really lonely or I'm scrolling Instagram and like I feel really um, empty or like my life's not like her. Why am I feeling jealousy? And just stopping and like, Lord, I've, I feel like this right now. And like, will you show me what's in my heart that you want to meet me in what you want to heal that you want to speak to? Do you have a word for me right now? Like, what does your word say? What, and his word is always true with his, you know, the Bible, but it's also always the word of love. It's never like a critical voice. And so, um, I think just stepping into that. And I, you know, it's funny. I've been um, listening to Olivia Rodrigo's album a lot lately. And like, I just, we just love them. We watched High School Musical, the musical, the series last, or whenever, like two years ago. So we've been following them. Anyway, I was just saying that I think sometimes our culture does a better job of being really honest with their current reality and what they're feeling. And I think in the Christian culture, sometimes we feel like we need to you know, like say things a certain way, or we can't be truly real with how we're really feeling or what's really going on. And I think the Lord, he already knows. And so he wants us to come with like the rawness of our hearts and the feelings that we have. Um, and to just lay it at the table and like come to his table. Isaiah 55 talks about, it's one of my favorite verses. And it talks about 
how the Lord almost has set this feast before us. And he's like laid out the table, like this beautiful kinfolk table, wedding feast. And he wants us to just come and commune with him, like have a good meal, talk about our hearts, what's really going on. And then he offers the space to um, like have confession and repentance. And repentance is a gift and confession is just confessing like where our fears are and where what beliefs we maybe um, aren't true that we're believing and to have him meet us there. And then it says at the very end of Isaiah 55 that then we will go out with joy and peace. And that's that's the truth. Like when we meet with Jesus and in his presence, he meets us there and he has joy and peace for us. And so he wants us to, but you have to like come with your real self at his table in order for him to really meet you there and to heal those parts or to speak to those parts. Um, and so I think that's the biggest thing is to be honest and real with what you are feeling and the longings unfulfilled and to, um, to let him meet you there and be present and minister to your heart in that area. That's so good. And I like that you were saying of just being, being like raw because, and I also like that you touched upon like how the Christian faith sometimes is like, no, 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 like you're fine. Mm -hmm. Like don't, even though like it's all, it is a message of like, you know, be honest or, you know, confess your sins. But sometimes I do think there's like a negative stigma around like, you know, mental health, for example, of like, no, 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 you're fine. Just pray a little bit more. Just read a little bit more. And like, then you'll be fine when that's not always the case. And so I think coming from a place of vulnerability and honesty and just being like, I'm really struggling with this and sitting and asking yourself, like, why do I feel this way? Because I mean, I know a lot of my followers are um, girls my age that are single like me. And the season of singleness is like, even though you're like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm content. Sometimes you, you still get those thoughts where you're like, dang, like I'm actually not that content. Mm -hmm. Or you, same thing you were saying, like strolling on Instagram, you're like, oh man, that person has a really healthy, successful relationship. Like, why don't I have that? Mm -hmm. And so it is such a great thing to be honest and real and raw with yourself. Because I think a lot of the times we can just suppress because we're like, no, like God will hear me and he'll answer my prayer. But going to somebody that's trustworthy and being like, Hey, I'm like really struggling with this is I think the, you know, the, the whole like AAA meeting is like the first step of, of the thing is like admitting you have a problem. The first step of healing is admitting you have a problem. Like that's kind of how it is. It's like, let's just admit that, okay, I'm struggling with this or I'm unsatisfied, I'm unsatisfied here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's like such a good point because hiding or, or suppressing feelings like never goes well. <laughs> I've done that and it and eventually somewhere it pops back up later and you're like, oh no, like I should have dealt with that a while ago. And then you didn't, and then it just stems somewhere else and it's like, oh shoot. So I love that's a really good point from your book. Um, what else from your book did you was like something that was maybe like really hard, or did you walk through anything that was really hard that was like a turning point where you're like, okay, like that was the shift or the quick mindset or something that the Lord spoke to me that made me be like, okay. Now I'm getting this whole satisfied thing. Yeah, such a good question. Um, there was a lot of things I wrote about, like comparison and body image and grief um, over a miscarriage. But I think the main thing, the overall arching thing, was um, just how I had shared. Like it was a really hard year when I was writing that book and feeling like a mountain, going up a mountain. And I'm not the type of person I want to be, but I'm not the type of person that's like, you know, that classic. 50s picture of the girl that's like 
you know, has the oh, you know, yeah. has strong, got arm. A strong arm. That's not me. Like I'm more like in a fetal position a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I kept saying over and over in my mind, my thought life was, this is so hard. This is so hard. This is so hard. And yes, it was really hard, but I feel like there was a moment where the Lord finally said, Alyssa, it is really hard, but you keep saying this over and over and you're saying the wrong four letter word that starts with H. Instead of saying hard, I want you to say hope. Like this is hard and I have hope. And so I think really changing my thoughts and, um, and it takes time. Like that was a while. And I think the Lord is so gracious for us as we walk through that journey, but just, um, changing that one four letter word, like this is hard, but I have hope because Jesus is with me. Jesus is making me strong. Like James talks about, we can count it all joy when we face trials of various kinds, because he is, um, producing in a steadfastness and that brings us to perfect completion in him. And so, really seeing it like, and I heard this um, recently from a pastor and she was just saying, you know, often if you look around and all you're focused on is in the brokenness of this world and the brokenness of your life and your heart and whatever it is, like that's all you'll see is brokenness. But when you are focused on the goodness of God, all around you, you'll see his good gifts and his miracles and his goodness to you. And so I think it really took me a while to accept the hard journey, but to say, okay, Lord, but you are my hope. And what are you doing? What do you have for me in this? Like, what are you producing in me? And being able to look back and say, oh, I can do really hard things because Jesus is my God and he is with me in this. And he is using this to mature me and strengthen me. And, um, and so I think that was a big thing for me that even in the hard, there's still so much hope because God redeems everything. He wins back every situation. Like he doesn't waste anything. And so our hard moments and the moments where we are alone crying in our room, those are when he meets us and he has something for us there. Yeah. I love that. And I love the, I love your honesty with just being like, look, like I'm not the Rosie Riveter. I think that's her name is Rosie Riveter. Um, Because that's what's so preached on social media is like, I'm a girl boss and I'm strong and I'm this and I'm that. But it's like, no one really sees the hard times. No one really sees like what you're saying, like you crying in your bedroom, you crying in your car. Like we're not all meant to just be this strong, self-sustaining person 24 seven. That's like literally impossible. And that's why I always appreciate when people are just raw and vulnerable on the internet. Cause I'm like, Oh, thank God. I'm like not alone. I'm not crazy for feeling that way. Like she feels that way too. Um, and so, and I also wanted to touch again about what you said earlier about, um, enjoying the process because life is not always going to be high, high, high. It's not going to be always like, this is amazing. This is amazing. But like, that's what life is. That's even sometimes what our spiritual walks look like is it can be, you know, like three steps forward, two steps back. Like one day you're feeling great. The next day you're not one day you feel really close to the Lord. And then one day you probably don't. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you touched, you touched upon like enjoying the journey because I, again, I think so many people are looking on social media and they're like, well, she looks like her life is amazing. She's on another trip. She's dating this guy. She just got a new Louis Vuitton. She has this. And it's like, her life is just amazing. Like, is anything wrong for her? And it's like, I can guarantee you there is, she's just not showing it. And so enjoy the journey. Um, but I, the next thing I wanted to ask you is, and just something I want to have like as an open discussion is 
So if someone is unsatisfied, like what are your thoughts on like, how do you change that? Because if someone is unsatisfied in their job or they are, you know, just like, Hey, I'm just not happy. I don't like where I live. I don't like this. I don't like that. Like I'm someone that's like, Hey, if you don't like that, then like, let's change it. Let's work on it. Let's fix it. I'm not saying a run away from your problems or I'm not saying just try to immediately be like, all right, I'm out because you know, our generation is tends to be a little bit more about like instant gratification. Like I don't like this job. So I'm out. It's like, okay, wait, we might need to like, you know, (laughs) work on that just a little bit longer. We might need to stick that one out just a little bit longer. But like, what would you say to somebody? Like, what is your stance on like, if you don't like it, if you are unsatisfied, then like, let's change it. Do you think that someone should just instantly change it or should they stick it out longer? Like, what are your thoughts? I love that question. Okay. Well, I'm going to go at it. Um, for those who are walking with the Lord first, that um, I think if you are feeling stuck or feeling unsatisfied, I think there's reality like that. Like, and I think there are moments where we change a job, we move somewhere, we um, break up with that person, we um, let go of that friendship, you know, but I think it's all starting with asking the Lord. And, you know, the Lord has given us as believers, the Holy Spirit, And that is such a gift. And he is the one that um, comforts us and counsels us and leads us. Like he promises to guide us in his truth. And so I think being close to his spirit and just asking like, Lord, I feel really, whatever, stuck. I'm dissatisfied in my job. Um, I don't know if this person is the person I should marry. Should I keep dating them? Whatever it may be. Should I move? Like I'm feeling like I don't have community. Um, And then just seeing what he has to say, you know, like he promises to lead us. He promises to guide us. He will make it clear. And if he doesn't speak the first time, if you're like, I still have no idea, then just like commit to 30 days, like commit to 30 days of prayer and asking him, ask mentors in your life, people that um, you really are, that are trustworthy, that are responsible, that are faithful and say like, Hey, I'm, I'm working through this. What, what do you think about this? Like, what advice would you have for me here? Can you commit to being prayerful over me on this? And then seeing what he says. And I think there's, you know, we moved to Maui because we felt like um, we were the only couple that was married in our community, then alone with kids. And we knew there was a lot of young families in Maui. So we're like, we're going to move for community because our job's online. And so we, you know, we have freedom to do that. If um, there's a job where you feel really stuck at, like there's freedom to do go and get another one. But I think you're right. Also just, I think that's why it's so important to be prayerful because sometimes what the Lord wants for us is to learn to be steadfast and to learn to persevere and learn like to cultivate in the, like to dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness as the Psalm says. And life isn't always like build character. Yes. To build character. Exactly. It's not always to be um, happy. Well, happy and content 24 seven. Yes. Yeah. So I think really being prayerful and then, um, yeah. And then just being wise, like asking others what they think about that. Um, you know, sometimes maybe he'll call you to, I love the verse in Acts. It talks about how the Lord has ordained where like the boundaries we live in for each season. I mean, you experienced that you were in LA and now you're back in Texas. And, um, and so I think there's different seasons for things There's seasons for, um, friendships, there's seasons for where we live. And so you know, those change sometimes. So it's okay to move or change or shift if you're a person that struggles with change and like wanting to stay. But if you're a person maybe who always is changing, then maybe it is more like, okay, maybe I need to stay and just see what the Lord has for me here. 
Yeah, that's really good. And I did make an episode about this for my listeners. I made an episode about how to make decisions and hear from God that that might help you because essentially what you just said is kind of what I talked about in that podcast of just asking the Lord and like allowing him to show you, okay, so you're unsatisfied. Like, do do you want me to stay or do you want me to go? And I really believe wholeheartedly that he will always show you in the form of peace mm-hmm. and um, with others around you and stuff. And so, you know, you said the same thing, like in community um, and then also like him opening doors or shutting doors, like that's usually a sign. And so being really, really prayerful, but I'm also someone I'm like, okay, if I'm unsatisfied, you know, I think give it a little bit, a little bit of time, like, you know, wait it out and be like, okay, like a month has gone by, two months has gone by. I still have this uneasiness or this unrest or this lack of peace. Mm-hmm. Something's got to change. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe that the Lord wants to show you um, what that's stemming from, and then also like how to fix it. It might take time, but I really do think being vulnerable, like we said earlier, being vulnerable, being honest and chatting with other people of like, Hey, what do I, what do I do about this? Should I leave this job? Um, but not ever making a rash decision, Mm -hmm. um, and always seeking counsel because I mean, Proverbs is all about like wisdom and discernment and seeking counsel. And that was one of the best books I read. Um, when I was also deciding between moving back from California to Texas and just seeking the Lord and because I was getting unsatisfied there. And then the Lord just kept showing me over and over and over, okay, like go back to Dallas. And even though I'm in Dallas, there's still going to be moments where I'm unsatisfied. Like it doesn't mean that just because I obeyed or I followed God that everything is perfect in Dallas all, Dallas all of a sudden. Like that's not it. And I think that's what other people think too. It's like, okay, so I obeyed and I listened. So now the grass is all of a sudden greener and everything is perfect on this side of the fence, on this field. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, not quite. Like there's still going to be trials and tribulations, but he is still with you. And again, you you have the hope like you were talking about earlier, which is so, so great. And so just remembering that like being unsatisfied is not a bad thing, but it's also could just be God tugging on your heart of like, hey, I have more for you. But even when you go and when you're sent out or you obey or you change, it doesn't always mean that the grass is greener on the other side. And so knowing that God is our rock and our anchor, not the job, the boy, the situation, the the new house, the new whatever, that's still going to leave you unsatisfied. Now, it might change your perspective. It might change your sleep schedule. It might give you a little bit more joy and peace if you're obeying the Lord, but that still is not meant to be the end all be all. Like that is what God's role is for everything. So whether you're on this side of the fence or the other side of the fence, um, knowing that like God should still always be the anchor because things are going to leave us unsatisfied no matter what, if it's not Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that was what I wrote about in the very first chapter, just these unfulfilled longings. And I think it can be so easy to think, um, I have this really big longing that's unfulfilled and to long for it and to pray for it, whatever it is. And, um, but once it is fulfilled, if it does get fulfilled, that just like you said, there's still challenges there. Like it might be the healthy thing for your family. It might be a better thing for you. Sorry, morning voice. Um, but there's still challenges. And I think that's the, the truth of it is that one will always be waiting for something, whether it's, you know, waiting for the boyfriend, waiting for the kids, waiting for the husband, waiting, whatever it is. Once we get something, there'll always be something on the other side that we're going to long for again until we are with Jesus um, in the new heavens and earth. Like then and only then will we never long again. (laughs) We'll, We'll never need faith again. 
because our faith will be made sight and we'll be in the presence of Jesus. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, and then all that we've all ever sat, ever longed for will be fully satisfied in him. And so I think there is that truth that, um, so whatever you are longing for today, whatever you're still waiting for, to really like step into that and really search your heart with that curious thing of like, okay, um, I'm longing for this. And that is a valid longing. Like, I feel like the Lord gives us good longings. It's not bad that we long for things. It's not bad to longing to be married is a really holy thing. Longing to have children is a really holy thing. But within that longing that you're still waiting for to have Jesus meet you there and to have him satisfy you with his love there. And I think that's the whole point. Like on this earth, we'll still have the tension of still having the longings or like our longing is fulfilled and still like, oh, this is still hard or there's still challenges. But then, but Jesus still is with me here and he promises that his love will satisfy me here today. And so kind of that tension, I think we'll always have that tension until, um, we're in the new heavens and earth, but yeah. So just like what you said. Yeah. Completely agree. And you know who Jonathan Bacluda is, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I know that him and uh, your husband are speaking at a conference coming up in September. Mm -hmm. Um, But he just did a sermon that I listened to um, from the porch and it was titled how to wait. And I highly recommend it. It was so good, but it was just talking about like I mean, in the waiting season, like God still wants to use you in the moments of unsatisfaction. God still wants to use you and teach you something and wants to refine you and prune you and allow you, allow to teach, help teach you how to wait, how to still deal with the um, discontentment and the uncertainty and the unsatisfaction, because that is still, it's still meant to grow you and teach you something. And how can you still find the good and the beauty and the, and the good, uh, positive things in the midst of, okay, I'm unhappy, but what is still good elsewhere? What is still good? Like, what is God wanting to teach me right now still in this unsatisfaction? Is my idol, is there an idol within something here? Like, do I put my, my hope and trust in me thinking that, okay, if I get that new job, because I'm unsatisfied with this one, that one will make me feel better. And then my purpose will all of a sudden be met where it's like, well, your identity was never meant to be in the job anyway. Mm -hmm. Or maybe thinking, okay, when I finally get that marriage, then I'll be satisfied. It's like, well, that also comes with, you know, different trials and tribulations as well. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how can you use the moments of being unsatisfied as a way to let the Lord grow you and teach you and show you something and reveal something in your heart? And there's just that Bible verse I always go back to that's, I think it's like, Psalms 134, I could totally be wrong, but it's just like, search my heart, Lord, like see if there's any offensive way in me, but always asking the Lord, like, Lord, Lord, like search my heart. Like, where am I not surrendered? Where am I not like being like, okay, God, like I'm unsatisfied, but I still want to choose to follow you and trust you and love you and say that you're a good God that does have good plans for me. And so I just recommend y'all definitely check out that sermon from JP called how to wait from the porch. It was like, amazing and it might even help you as well with this um, season you're going through but thank you so much Alyssa that was awesome I'm definitely looking forward to reading your book and I know my listeners are as well Um, where can they check out your book and when does it come out again yeah thanks so the book can be anywhere books are sold Amazon Target Um, it comes out June 15th so like a week that's so exciting congrats that's awesome I I love like I know writing a book is like probably one of the hardest things to do so commend you for doing that you finally made it and i'm excited to see that ourselves. oh 
And I'm looking forward to hopefully coming out to Hawaii and meeting you and your husband. Oh, that would be so much fun. We would love that. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, again, I post these every single Tuesday. You can check out Alyssa's links all down below. I'll have everything in the description of the YouTube video and the podcast description. And thanks, Alyssa, so much for taking time. I know we're on a quite a big time difference, so I appreciate you taking time away from your kids as well. Um, make sure you tell your husband hi. And I will chat with you soon. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you guys again so much for listening to today's episode of Happy and Healthy. I really hope that helped you guys out and that it just made you feel like, okay, one, I'm not alone and it's not wrong for me to be kind of unsatisfied where I am in life, but to give you guys a little bit of hope after that podcast episode. Um, so thank you guys for listening. I will definitely be catching you guys next Tuesday. Um, and if you guys ever want, you guys already should know this by now, but there is a feature where you guys can leave voice memos. So if you ever want to leave me a voice memo, I will feature it into one of the next episodes. So if you submit one, you can just go down below underneath the podcast description and you can submit one. Also, if you're loving this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. It helps me out a ton and consider donating monthly. I don't do any, um, like I don't make like money really off this podcast. So if you guys are loving it and enjoying it, um, would love to see if you guys could consider donating, but if you do not, that is totally okay. I still love you. You're still welcome here. So thank you guys so much for listening. I will catch you guys next Tuesday for another episode of Happy and Healthy. And until then, stay happy and healthy. Peace out, Girl Scout. Bye, guys.